Okay, started. So welcome to a Wednesday candy call. I'm grateful for you guys to show up. Is uh, anybody want to pray in or I can? I'm welcome to anybody. Okay. Well, I might be kind of noisy. You might want to. Um, I might. I might. I might self mute because it's, I got some background noise. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Thank you. Okay. So I'm just gonna connect into my heart and feel grateful for this time, this to connect with each other and with our heart and connect with each other through our heart with um, authenticity and clarity and whatever it takes to get to the clarity. Uh, sometimes it's not always there and right away, but, but I know with connecting through our heart, it will show up. It will show up. And we are share all our healing and expansion with the weekend this call with everyone, everyone who listens later and everyone at all. And because we are one, we are one. And so our healing is everyone's healing. So we are so willing to share. And how else can we but, <laughs> actually, and grateful for that truth, that truth that uh, it is and for your healing, because your healing is my healing. And I'm so excited about uh, engaging and starting in that healing. So, amen. So, hey, Chris, what's up? Jerry? Oh, I guess Jerry's commuted, but... Um, I'm sorry, can you guys hear that background noise or should I mute again? Well, if you're talk, definitely. Um, I do want to hear you. I mean... Um, oh, okay. All right, just let me know if it gets too um, distracting. Sorry, I'm at the airport. Well, <laughs> I, I hesitate to mute you. There is noise. But I hesitate to meet you because that way that when you need to, because uh, I don't know that I guess it's star seven to unmute yourself. But I'm I'm not really probably too savvy with uh, <laughs> running the board. I'm able to record and everything, but everything else is uh, a little dicey for me. So. Uh, if it gets noisy, if you self-mute when you're not going to talk and, and mute yourself. Okay. That sounds great, okay. Carla. Okay. All right. Great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hey, Moira, I see you're there, I guess. Hello? Is anybody else there? <laughs> no. So, well, Carla, um, when, when you said hi to me, I couldn't. I couldn't talk back because I have myself muted, and then on my phone it gave me it disappeared, so I couldn't unmute, and so I was looking uh, for anyway. So that's why. But <laughs> you know, right now at this moment, I am watching mm-hmm. the sunset over the Pacific Ocean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have 
a tiny piece of heaven in San Diego. And it is just, you know, amazing. Every evening it's different. And uh, so I'm drying my hair on my balcony with the um, – and the um, hummingbirds are fighting over the food. Hmm. What's the temperature there? Um, you know, it, it was 70 in my house, in my wow. in my place, because I save um, laundry, you know, to dry in the evening or in the morning. Right now it's mm-hmm. 72, but this morning I almost, you know, lit a fire. And yesterday I did. So mm-hmm. you just don't know. You just don't know right now. And inside it's 72. I need an outside thermometer, but I don't have one. Well, that's the one thing is good for my, um, of course, it's probably not totally accurate with, with the outside my door, but it does tell me mm-hmm. my, my outside temperature is 51, so I, I think yours is probably a bit more than that. Mm-hmm. But great. Um, I'm grateful that you're um, um, here and we're sharing the sunset together. Yeah, yeah. Can you see it? In my heart, I see it. <laughs> but, but, I mean, we're in the same time zone, so it's going down somewhere close to you. Um, yeah, I'm not. At it. Um, there's the window that I'm looking out of the ghost. It's mm-hmm. pointed south. Yeah, it's, a, um, it's an, an amazing thing to watch. You can understand why... The natives, you know, did homage to the sun because where does it go? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. So, so anything I'll, else wonderful that anybody wants to share, or or you're going to say something, Chris? Well, I I was going to say I I um. You know, before I started this leg of my journey going from the UK to here, and I was all trying to get things done in that, I put my um, my to-do list between in my calendar between what statue of Mary and one of Buddha, and it's helping me to just relax and let go, and all kinds of things are happening. But I I got two days in a row at home where I could just do anything. Well, I'm, you know, I I have to get my place in order. I say because I haven't like dusted in six months, so I have to get here and dust uh-huh. everything twice a year. You know, and um, I I um I'm really grateful for a lot of um, things that are just I'm getting getting done. I feel like I can relax and a, a bit. A bit, yeah. Quite grateful. So, so nobody's there when you're gone. I thought somebody lived there while you're gone. Goodness. <laughs> Hmm. Well, 
I must might be having a conversation with myself off and on. <laughs> I don't know. Can anybody <laughs> hear me? I can hear you now. Having phone problems too? I mean, I just went through it. I'm here now. I was just All away right. from the you said hi. Hi Carla, hi Chris. Hey. It's Moira. Welcome. Hey Moira. Thank you. Hey Chris, <laughs> you didn't get my text I assume. Did you a couple of weeks Chris? She's been hit or miss um, oh. during this phone call. Okay. Must were you talking? Were you talking about me? No, I was talking to you. I was saying I said well, you, you, text. you know what happened, and I, I, I'm, I hope you didn't hear me holler at her. <laughs> Mary no, called me, and when I'm, when I'm on Skype, which I am on t- talking to you through Skype, my telephone overrides it, and I don't know what to do about it. So my, my regular telephone calls come through. And um, anyway, so okay. I'm sorry. And then, then I got my my phone caught in my hair. <laughs> I said I had a couple little forgiveness opportunities, but I did I did get triggered at the moment. Hey, now I'm blessing, blessing. Hey, Chris, I was just asking if you got my text. I sent you a text a couple of weeks ago about prayer partner calls, but perhaps you didn't get it. I you you texted me I think it's almost exactly a week ago and I got it and in all sincerity I had every intention I thought of you at different <laughs> times and every time I thought of you you would have been sound asleep and then um so anyway this is this time of day is generally a good time Okay all right well um um all right, so you are getting my text, but you probably can't text me back. Is that right? I didn't try. I was going to, but I um, I I didn't. I okay. I didn't don't worry. I'll take the time you. to figure it out. Okay, I'll email you, and we'll arrange a time for um, us to call. Yeah, I I um. Do you text from a, a cell phone or a landline? Cell phone. I, I'm a, I'm allowed to text internationally, but I know not everybody is. Well, see, I think I am, and I truly wanted to answer your text and didn't get around to it because I think it'll go through. All right. Well, how about I try and ring you at this time tomorrow, roughly? Okay. All right. Uh, tomorrow. No, tomorrow is. Um, now I have a course in miracles for. Okay. But, but earlier, earlier, a um, couple hours earlier. Tell, tell, okay, well, so we don't take up much more of this phone, this call. Tell me a time, your time, that I, I can call you tomorrow. So it's 430. 2.30. 2.30. Okay, I'll, I'll, all right, I'll, I'll try that, 2.30. Chris's time. That might be pretty early my time, but I'm trying to get up early. All right. 2.30 Pacific. All right. Thanks, Chris. 
okay. Thank you. Cool. Um, I had recently, um, as in, you know, I was just saying, I had, I said yesterday on the call with Jennifer that I had a pretty miserable last month or so, up and down, but you know, a lot of down. Mm-hmm. And um, I finally pulled myself out of it by doing um, radical forgiveness works really well for me. And um, I bought an, one of Colin's online programs. And um, I finished up the first part of it the other day and um, it just shifts the way my mind-body feels. just shifts it, you know. There's no cognitive, intellectual, rational difference in what I'm thinking, but my body feels different. My mind feels different. It's really remarkable. I'm sorry, Maura, that's with Colleen Tipping? Colleen, yeah. Colleen Tipping? Colleen, yes. Now, what if, he, if he's not a, um, he says that he's not a core student. No, but his um, radical forgiveness is, it's, it's, it's based on, it's partly based on the course principles and partly based mm-hmm. on um, the work by... Um, Oh, what's her name? Um, uh, Byron, Byron Tate. Byron, Byron Tate. Yeah. Right. And okay. partly based, well, then, based on some okay. other stuff. Not completely I have to um, concur. Yeah, he's on. I have listened <sighs> to him too. I bought his stuff. And one of the one of the things that um, when I get in get in kind of in a dark um, a dark place. One of the things that he says that lifts me up is the Course says that things happen not to you, they happen by you. Colin Tipping takes it this way. Um, things don't happen to you, they happen for you. Exactly. Just, that, just that little difference, it seems a little bit more soothing and comfortable, more comforting. I don't know, Maura, is that what you're kind of... Go ahead. Completely, Ange. That is Angela, isn't it? Uh, who, me? Just, I'm Jerry. Yeah. Oh, I'm so oh. sorry, Jerry. I knew it was a familiar voice. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, I completely oh, okay. with you. And what's even more amazing mm-hmm. is you have to kind of talk yourself into it because his work, Radical Forgiveness Worksheets, um, mm-hmm. you know, and radical acceptance and radical manifestation, they actually help, they facilitate the path for, you know, my mind stroke body, mm-hmm. my emotions in my body. They facilitate the path for my mind to um, get to the place where, you know, I emotionally and spiritually feel in agreement with that intellectual concept you know, that everything happens for me. You know, it's really amazing. How, how, how does that, how does his, his um, that radical forgiveness worksheet compared to the forgiveness letter that Jennifer has us, um, um, encourages us to do? What, what do you find the difference between those? Is there a difference or? Yes, quite, well, quite different. They can achieve the same thing. Um, I've only written forgiveness letters partly because um, the Radical Forgiveness Worksheet, it feels kind of quicker 
Although, you know, oh, I see. It, but, okay. I mean, the radical forgiveness worksheet can, can be done in 15 minutes, although I don't think I've ever done one that quickly. More often I've taken, you know, like an hour to do it or maybe even longer if I've had a break in the middle if I'm feeling stressed or tired. Um, mm -hmm. And there is something... Um, I've done dozens and dozens and dozens of radical forgiveness worksheets over the last 12 years and I've only written two forgiveness letters according to Jennifer's recipe. But what I find, and I don't remember... Um, I remember the forgiveness letter was really, it was kind of good to give me an excuse to write on, you know, those questions. I, it, but what I found with the forgiveness worksheets is that some sort of spiritual, emotional and sometimes even intellectual shift takes place, either during or soon after, three months after okay. the worksheet. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think the worksheet is more directive in a way? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm yeah. just wondering if it kind of guides you through it more than um, I mean. Just I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. I've never really done it. So. Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty directive, and you don't have to agree with everything on it. The mm -hmm. Collins only rule is do it and be honest. You don't have to agree with it. And also say say out loud what you're what's on the worksheet, what you're what you're reading and what you're writing, say out loud. It's just another aspect. Oh, I see. You know, yeah. another vibrate another yeah. element to the vibrational impact of doing the worksheet. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I used to read, I read some place somewhere where I can't remember which is 20 and which is 30, but so when you write something, say, I don't remember, you get 20%, you learn 20% of what's, what's involved in the writing. But if you listen, if you hear it, it's 30. And if you, if you write it and listen, then so you're speaking it, so you're hearing it, it's 50. Because it's it's accumulated, cumulative with both of them. So I'm thinking that's probably something that's helpful. Yeah, and mm -hmm. also your um, speaking it, it kind of adds a um, more energy and more commitment to you know what you're writing. You know, it's it's fine to think and write something, but to actually speak it, yeah, it takes even more commitment to the idea or commitment to the process and involvement. Even if what you're writing, you know, looks like rubbish because you, know, you don't have to be spiritually mature to do his worksheets. You don't even have to try. To one, of the first thing, one of the first things I did was like, uh, it's a radical forgiveness, like the 12 questions, and he would say that I didn't, I would just think about what it was about. But I would say yes whenever he'd say, Are you willing to? And I'd go, Yes. And they said, Say it loud. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you, I did it like three times. 
years ago, and then I forgot about it. And then I went back and did it like a year and a half later, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have shifted. And it was really interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, Mara. I think I'm going to try that. I um, I'm holding, uh, you know, a lot of. I'm in a precarious time right now. As you know, I'm going through a divorce, and we're splitting the assets, about to. And um, and I think doing one of those forgiveness letters, um, I think will will put me in a, you know, a better state of mind when uh, I need to go and meet with the um with his lawyer. <laughs> so yeah. Because I know, I know that you've, um, you know, just from your talking, Maura, um, you've been, you've had some really strong, strong grievances um, yeah. that I, that I've picked up from, you know, just listening to you over, you know, over this year, and and um, so so I, I, it's helpful when you come across tools that help you release those. Um, yeah. Because I know, yeah. Because I know that it's it's got to be a challenge for you, because they they seem to, they appear to be so strong. <coughs> yes, scary, definitely. Mhm. Mhm. I mean, I was nearly not going to go to Melbourne, um, you know, my hometown, a few months ago for the scattering of my mum's issues. I nearly didn't go because of mm. you know, angry and frustrated mm-hmm. and. I was about my brother and sister mm-hmm. and yeah mm-hmm. I did really active work in the weeks prior mm-hmm. yeah okay good hey um, on his on his website Jerry you can download paper you can print a paper worksheet but you can also, if you've never done before one before, it's probably a good idea to do the online Radical Forgiveness Worksheet because then there'll be pop-up suggestions and you just type your oh. answers in. Yeah, type your answers okay. in. Oh, good. And then you can print it out when it's finished and it will disappear from his, you know, from the ether, he promises. Oh, nice. So okay, good great. Thanks for that tip. Yeah. yeah for the yeah. Thank you. Good. Good. You're welcome. Oh. Yeah, it's such. A, I'm so grateful that we've got these tools, you know, and you know we've got our community. We've got Jennifer and other teachers, and I started reading um, the uh, disappearance of the universe again because um, it kind of affected my my the biggest first shift, you know, about 18 months ago. So, yeah, we're so so fortunate. Mm -hmm. No, it's it's so, I'm just so grateful that we, you know, Carla and I had a, we talked earlier this afternoon and I was just so grateful that um, um, just for our time that we had together, it was just a, like-minded and um, we're there to we understood each other we understood what we were saying huh? and uh, and just things were healing healing words were coming up healing tools were coming up on both sides and I think when we were done with the call Carla we were just like wow 
was just a really wonderful experience. And you were bouncing off, yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, I'm grateful for these tools. And I'm grateful that I'm I'm receiving them. I'm wanting to receive them, Mm. you know. Yeah. That's huge, that willingness, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Um, something that happened um, last Thursday in, in the group that, the Course in Miracles group that uh, Mary facilitates, we were talking about bliss and joy. And, uh, you know, I've been in the compassionate communication classes, which um, Kelly Bryson calls them compassionate communication, and Marshall Rosenberg calls them nonviolent communication. It's the same process. Anyway, I was always taught that good and bad are judgments. So whenever I hear the word good or bad, um, even when somebody says something, you go, oh, good, you know. And when we talked in the in the group, we were talking that what we were changing good and bad to other to other words and um what we came up with is when you say oh good the truth or is is that i have joyful feelings when i hear you say that otherwise if if you say something and you say oh good that's a judgment but if you say, oh, mm-hmm. I really feel joyful when I hear you see that, or that helps me to understand, be joyful, or, you know, have bliss. So I have some, uh, I've been trying to play with that when somebody says something to really get in touch with the feeling that I'm having and not just label it of good or bad, you know. So I've been playing with that one. Yeah, I like that, Chris. Like You could say, like, I'm joyful. That makes me joyful. The words mm-hmm. make me, yeah, that, that made me joyful. Yeah, it gives a different vibration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like when, you know, one of the things that we played with is like if somebody comes in and you like the dress they're wearing, just say, oh, you look good in that. You know, say, oh, I like, I, I like the way you look in that, you know, because that's the truth is that I like the way you look in that. I, I, you know, I think you sparkle, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's not like you sparkle. It's, you know, you own what it is and not to, um, not to uh, put a judgment on it. You know, it's the feelings, mm-hmm. you know, that, that those processes um, with the communication classes are, it's always talking from feelings and needs. And it really gets you out of trouble at times, you know, when you own it and talk from your feelings and needs. And it's, I like and not I feel like, you know, um, it's not I mm-hmm. feel like, because I feel like isn't, it's I feel something, you know. It's, mm-hmm. It helps you get in touch with what yeah, your feelings really are. You haven't gone to NBC for like three years, and I'm, I'm not a very good student of NBC. <laughs> um, and she gets me all the time. It's like because it's it's the 
what she tells, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not good at it, is it, um, I like that because, and then you're supposed to state how it, how it, um, um, some, what it, how it enriches your life. You know, I, I, I enjoy it. I like your, your dress because, hey, I don't know, it makes my eyes smile. <laughs> I'm not too good at it. <laughs> well, you know, Carla, I had, I said this a couple of times, I had to carry around a list of feelings because I only had a couple. And now, you know, and, uh, um, I had to practice what it meant to feel those feelings. And, uh, because I, I knew I was feeling something, but I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And I knew that, and that what is it? It weren't good and bad. They were feelings I liked and feelings I didn't like. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what, you know, ooh. And, uh, that's right. Uh, Mary and I have agreed to, at the end of um, our interactions, that we will end with warm, fuzzy feelings. So we'll stick stick it out until we get warm, fuzzy feelings. The moderator has left the conference. Huh, well, I got dropped off the call for a second, but I'm back. You miss me? <laughs> yeah, you're back. <laughs> so, um, Hmm. Anything that anybody wants to bring up, maybe bring to the light or um, take out of secret land or (laughs) whatever. Hi, everyone. This is Karen and Rich checking in. 
Hello. Yeah. Hi, Rich. <laughs> well, you Yay. can't really hear you. Let me put you on speaker. Both on one cell phone. So say hello, Rich. Hello, Rich. <laughs> okay. Hi. Hey, Rich. Hi, Rich. Hi. It was lovely to so, see you in Boston. I'm sorry? I said it's it's lovely to sit it was lovely to meet you both and hang out in Baja. Oh, thank you. Yes it was for sure. So um we are here and uh we were fresh off a wonderful weekend with Jennifer in Oklahoma City and um can't tell you how much um joy and uh light she brought to everyone that attended her workshops and um uh, yeah, yeah. If we're going to talk miracles, uh, the miracle is how easily that all came together. Uh, and again, I, I'm reminded of her class about mindfulness, which is uh, miracles begin at the level of the mind, and then they're made manifest in in the illusion. And uh, when we were in Baja, I simply said, "Do you think you'd ever be interested in coming to Oklahoma City?" And she said, "Sure." And so I came home, and I called the Reverend Pat at Unity. He didn't know me. And I said, I have somebody I want to bring. And he said, yes. And he said the only weekend that was good for him was the weekend before the weekend before November, uh, before Thanksgiving. And I said, funny you should say that, because that one works for us. We'll be back from Camino. And I asked Jennifer, and she said, oh, works for me. And then all we ever did, she posted it on her things, and we posted on Facebook. And other than that, it just came together. <laughs> that was about all we did. Uh, and um, so it's about holding that intention. It's about visualizing what you want. And uh, I am so, um, yeah, committed. Yeah, Rich was saying, so committed to now understanding that everything turns out better than we can imagine. And and it was funny because uh, last week as we were heading up to it, I thought, well, you know, I wonder how many people actually are going to come. And some people let me know that they weren't going to be able to come. Then we went over and I thought, but I'm not even going to energize that because I am really committed to identifying and releasing all fear beliefs at this point. And uh, so sure enough, we showed up Saturday morning. Oh, and I got an opportunity to practice going there. But uh, I'll tell you about that. But when we got there, the, our friends from our Course in Miracles group were there. There were about four or five of them, and I thought, uh-oh, <laughs> I wonder how this is going to turn out. And then we went in and set up chairs, and one by one, more and more people came in, and we probably had like 45 people, and it was such a great group. And that was just the morning session. Some people ended up staying. Other people came in the afternoon, and um, Jennifer just, did what she does so well, which is to lead by example and to guide and give people practical tools for living a course in miracles. And uh, by Sunday afternoon, and they were long workshops, but we had no one leaving and uh, everyone highly attentive throughout. And uh, by Sunday afternoon, you could see in people's faces and see in their expressions and their posture and just the energy in the room, the... um, the beauty of what had unfolded in that space. So I think we are all very lucky to be in Masterful Living. Not lucky, but it's it's a beautiful thing that we've chosen this. Um, And it is happening and it is expanding. And I can't encourage you enough to just ask Jennifer to come to your place. (laughs) 
Well, I can I can tell Karen, I can feel Karen that you are on a high vibration. <laughs> you are. Well, you, you know, got a great frequency uh, going. <laughs> yeah, I, I do, and and uh, I I haven't posted on Facebook, but I don't know, maybe maybe you all know, but um, the uh, night three weeks ago tonight. We got a phone call from our daughter. It was the night before we were leaving Madrid in our Camino sec number two to come home, and she notified us that she had just been diagnosed with breast cancer and was going to have surgery the next Monday and start chemo the following Friday. And um, so uh, Holy Spirit was right at our fingertips. I have to say that at the time, I felt fear. I felt like somebody kicked me in the stomach. I felt nauseous. Uh, and then I was like, whoa, okay, uh, this doesn't feel good. And then I realized that I was choosing fear. And uh, so Holy Spirit gave us a break, and uh, we went out to dinner with some friends. And they were all people that knew Jen, and one of whom, who is the same age, uh, had also been diagnosed two years ago and was on the other side of all of her treatments. And her hair was growing back out, and she was just full of life. But Jen told me that I couldn't mention it to anyone. So we got to go to dinner and just put it on the back shelf and enjoy ourselves for several hours. And by then, having taken a uh, pause from fear, I was able to come away from that and say, oh, okay, right. Believe in the power of love. Fear has no power. Uh, I don't know what this is for, but I am grateful for the opportunity for all of it to come up for my healing. And after that, I think I've only dipped back into fear two, maybe three times. But each time now I understand that that's what I'm doing. And so when I do it, I'm able to, um, I'm willing to shift back. So um, there are no exceptions. And uh, imagining all of this unfolding for the higher and best is um, really what we're here to study and to practice. And uh, so as, as, as it would turn out, when we came back, um, it wasn't long before I could tell my daughter was looking at my face. And there was a voice in me, ego, of course, saying, oh, she's looking for you to cry and be tearful and uh, be worried and upset. And then there's Jennifer's voice and higher Holy Spirit self saying, people look to our model to see if we are consistent and are we trusting completely. And they look for that and find and are attracted and find strength in it in themselves. And so I... uh, I was. I was calm, and um, and I don't think it took even 24 hours before Jen also was moving through the fear and the trembling that she had been experiencing and began to move into her own strength. And um, by 48 hours, she was her sense of humor had returned, and... By 72, she was sharing silver linings, and this is when it became evident about working in the invisible because I said nothing to her about them, nothing. And uh, But I held the intention that this was a journey we were going to go on for our higher and best, and pretty soon it, we found ourselves laughing because she said, I guess, oh, the neighbor made the house available for us to live in, and Jen has wanted us to live next door for years. 
So we're living next door to our daughter now, and uh, she finally mm-hmm. laughed, and she said, I guess Holy Spirit wants us to really figure our relation – not figure it out, but really heal our relationship once and for all. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this working in the invisible is made evidence over and over again, and um, our thoughts really are shared. And I had given the same thought myself that um, that there's a higher power at work here. So. Um, just one thing after another has unfolded for us, and she's got a great team of doctors. And um, uh, I, I won't keep going on and on, but I'll just share one more thing. She had her first chemo on Friday, and uh, they told her she'd probably be okay over the weekend, but it was she was going to crash on Monday and experience nausea and bone pain and uh, Lord knows how many symptoms. And so when we got here Monday, she picked us up at the airport, and I thought that was strange. And she looked tired. And we came home, and she asked me just to hold her, and we went to bed, and I snuggled her, and we took a nice nap. And and then, you know, she was okay, but she was just kind of like somebody who was waiting to go into labor, you know, kind of that limbo space. And uh, the next day, she was a little bit wobbly, but she started feeling better, and she never crashed. And today, she's just completely without having had any significant reaction at all. So we are just like surprised, delighted, and curious how this has happened that she's not had a single reaction to this um, first chemo. So um, she has another one in a couple of weeks, and and it's going to be an interesting process to see how this all unfolds. But um, I feel extremely grateful for our Masterful Living Group, for my friends on this phone call, uh, for the prayers that have been coming our way and um, for the like-mindedness that we all share, knowing that we are one and that we are love and that um, love is all that's real. And there you are. Mm-hmm. So, Karen, um, when you were at the dinner and your daughter was looking at you and your ego yes. was saying, um, your ego was saying, oh, maybe she's looking for tears, she's looking for um, sadness. Were you, was there something also in your ego saying that, gosh, if I don't cry, she's going to think I'm not showing any compassion for her? Did that, exactly. Did yes. that come up? I was wondering, yeah, I would think that yes. would be really hard to resist that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but it you was. didn't, but you didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I, just, I looked at her and she said, well, I want somebody to miss me. And I said, Jen, you know, no one can replace you. But see, I, I choose not to energize even the word to miss somebody. So no one can mm-hmm. replace you. And we talked about that. Uh, but we didn't have to dwell there very long because I got the sense almost immediately that she was counting on me to be calm, to trust. That had I gone into fear, then that would have intensified mm-hmm. her own fear. Like, oh, my God, if my mother thinks I'm going to die, I'm going to die, you know. And I was like, I'm, yeah. And Oh, and she said, yeah, yeah, she has attracted to herself a number of people to care for her. And she says, she's asking herself, what is everybody's individual superpower? <laughs> because she wants them to bring the superpower that they exhibit. So some people are good at research and some people at cooking and some people. And she said she wanted me there for bedside manner. <laughs> You know, and if you if you're sick, you don't want yeah. somebody looking at you, wringing their hands, and thinking, "Oh my God, you look awful." I mean, that's just not helpful at all. But there is a cultural thing. That. I appreciate 
you're you're asking the question. There's a cultural thing that people, when I tell them that she has breast cancer and all that, that there's, we're supposed to say, oh, I'm so sorry. That's mm-hmm. awful. How did that happen? You know, why do you know bad things happen to good people and all of that? And it's been a really interesting opportunity to practice what we're learning in Masterful Living, which is, and I've talked with Jennifer about this, to just identify the times when I do feel that way and say, as you know, and I prefer to believe in the power of love. I prefer to know that we this is unfolding for our highest and best. And we don't know what anything is for. This is what I'm practicing. And what I'm finding is as I'm doing this and I share people, and I share with people, but I have to, I really have to listen to guidance about with whom to share and so on. Just sometimes I just say thank you and so on. But uh, more people are listening and they're intrigued by that. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's excellent. Excellent, Carrie. Wow. Wow. Beautiful. Uh, I think Jennifer did speak on in a class about um, the um, coming off of like responding like you know if you drink coffee and not then you stop and not having the crash and it's I mean I don't I do I probably need to listen to it again but uh, what comes to my mind is it it's about belief. I, I think when we believe that that's what's going to happen, that's what that what ha- that's what happens, and so we create it with our beliefs. And so I think your story is really powerful, and the fa- fact that um, you were able to to not own that, just to stand back from that, and it and things are shifting differently yes yeah that's well said Carla I I I really I agree with that and Jennifer and I had that conversation about the coffee because we were saying I had gone off coffee before we went to Peru and was shocked I thought I would have a, a headache and I ended up really getting sick for about 72 hours and so I ended up looking it up and I didn't realize that um, some people actually you know get physically ill and so on if they suddenly stop coffee. Well, so how do I explain that if I didn't even know that was a possibility? My only expectation was a headache. And what she and I talked about once before is what we would just call the collective consciousness, that that energy is Mm -hmm. out there and that Mm -hmm. I kind of grabbed onto that one at that time. Subsequent to that, I think now I understand that whenever I feel um, body illness, body pain, body whatever, that um, what I'm feeling, it's not that it's not, that it's, I wouldn't go to so far as to say it's not real, but I would say that whatever is coming up through my body is here for my learning. And so maybe Jennifer didn't need any learning about coffee. Maybe she, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. But, you know, we each get I'm so clear. We each get in any day and any minute what it is that we're here to learn. So if mine is coffee withdrawal and yours isn't, I don't even know that it has to do with belief as much as it came up for my healing. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, I, I, yeah, I was just trying to come up with something, but I, that's probably 
uh, more accurate. And that way, we don't have to we don't have to analyze it. You know, it it we could just you know the ego likes to analyze and fix things, and sometimes that yeah. goes with you know belief systems. And it just to right. just say that hey, I don't know what it's for, but it just came up for my healing. Yes, yeah. it's a lot easier to I, to work with. I right. think I think that what that what that does is that allows it to be different. So when we believe something has to be a certain, I mean, I don't know, this is what's just coming up. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of both. I mean, um, when we allow. You know, when we believe it's for our healing, when we feel it's okay, I'm willing to allow it because it's coming up for healing. So then it allows it to happen whatever way is helpful to us. But when we believe it has to be a certain way, oftentimes that blocks that allowance. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. clear? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, this Rich. I think Carla that um, it has to do with attachment. If you think something is going to turn out uh, a certain way or ought, ought to be a certain way, you get attached to it. And when you attach yourself to it, there's no room to learn anything else. That's what you're stuck right. with. So, whatever God wants you to learn from this, you just can't do it as long as you're attached to what you think it's supposed to mean. So, it's really a invitation to release attachments, judgments, and opinions. And be open to guidance that comes your way about this particular thing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well said. And that's, you know, I think the whole thing about this, the breast cancer or any other fear, it's just, you know, if you have an attachment that this is a horrible thing, this is awful, and we're supposed to be cheerful and all this. If people if people have that, that's what they have. That's where they are in their journey. But you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't leave room for the learning that comes from the experience. And so we don't know what anything's for. We can't see through time and space. And and so uh, to release this and say this is for my learning. I'm open. Uh, uh, I'm releasing attachments to anything that I thought it was about, which is challenging because there's so much in the culture that says things are supposed to be a certain way. So if we can release that, then we can really learn from it. And also the belief that Karen taught me to say, which is that everything's going to turn out better than we expected. And we had that over and over and over again on the Camino where, you know, we thought something wasn't going to be right. And it's like, nope, this is going to turn out better than we can expect it. And, and it always did. So um, it's making a space. That's interesting. I just uh, I had a couple friends who did the Camino uh, who just got back from that. They they were just um, all fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, an incredible teaching tool. <laughs> I guess is all you can say. You know, and you, different people are supposed to learn different things. We saw. Many people have different sorts of reactions and different sort of journeys, but uh, it's all out there. So, and but it could be anything. It doesn't have to be that. That's just one sort of rather dramatic teaching tool. But it could be just going to the supermarket. It doesn't really 
have to be something like that. I think that's that that willingness to allow whatever is happening in the moment, um, to the believing, you know, that whatever it is, not not attachment to whatever I think it should be, but just right. allowing it. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. I had a friend in in one, I was in a men's group for a long time, and this guy. When they would have situations, he would always say, "Well, I'm in discovery." You know, say, "What do you think about that?" He mm. said, "I'm in discovery," which to me meant he was open. <laughs> he was to be open. So he could have given some big long explanation, or he could have asked somebody else in the group to give an explanation about it. That's not what he was about. He was about saying, "I'm in discovery. I don't know what this means, but I'm but I'd like to." As Jennifer always says, "I don't know what this means, but I'd like to." <laughs> so I'm in discovery. I'm open. I like that. I mean, discovery. (laughs) Yeah, for the last couple of months, um, my upsetness and anger and frustration at, you know, the uselessness. I was judging my yep. life, you know, <laughs> useless, haven't achieved anything, haven't done all the normal stuff that, you know, people are supposed to do and just really, really judging myself and my life. And, um, but, and, 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 Still having an awareness, you know, especially if I, you know, did some some work, you know, like a prayer or a meditation or a forgiveness exercise, um, or you know, had a, another look at my mastery journal, you know, the daily exercise. Mm-hmm. Still having the awareness in the back of my mind. Well, you know, there's got to be a purpose to my life, surely. Just not being able to see it, mm-hmm. you know still actually cannot see it. Um, But just having faith that there is and that there will be some use. Yeah. In discovery process. When when we were with Jennifer this weekend in, in the workshop, she talked a lot about willingness, you know, being willing to see it. Or at least being willing to be willing, or to be willing to be willing to be willing to see it, to see the the purpose, because you're really one with one with God, you know. And there's a, obviously there must be a purpose. So we have to. I think it's, the challenge is to strip away the blocks that we have to that, to seeing that, and being willing to be open and allow the the learning, the direction to come to you. And I'm not willing a lot of times. That's the truth. I'm just not willing. And, uh, so working on being willing or to be at least be willing to be willing. Mm. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's got attachment. Sometimes I'm like um, so interested in being different in a different place than I am. And I've been practicing on where that is. And I just got back from a retreat with Regina Dawn Acres. 
yeah. and uh, Jane Frazier, and I really, for the first few days, it was really such a powerful thing where I was able to kind of watch what was happening to me without, I mean, even, it's mostly the thinking that I was watching, watching the thinking that the way that my react, the, the little cell sort of reaction. And, uh, and I was able to go, huh, that's interesting. Do I want to continue doing that? <laughs> it was, um, it's kind of fading, but it's just still really, um, I don't know, the workshop is just so wonderful. But so I really feel, um, energy coming off of that. I mean, yeah. I appreciate your share. I think it's also just willingness. Because I am willing, but it's also having faith and trust and patience that, say, the meaning of my life, for instance, will be revealed to me, you know? So it's sort of like trusting Mm -hmm. in something that happens in the future and hoping to hell that it's more than just a simple, you know, event in my own mind. Really hoping things happen. I think the key word he said was, well, is like the trust. And trust and faith is very similar, but to trust that whatever is happening is for our highest good. Whatever whatever we attachment we have to thinking differently can shift this. Well, I heard, um, you know, Rich said something. When Karen was talking, Karen had said, keep that intention. You have that willingness to set that intention, you know, with a good vibration. And then Rich um, piped up and said, and be committed. You have to be. You have to have that commitment. Now, is is willingness and commitment? Those are two different meanings. Do you, it, anybody want to expand on that? The difference between willingness and commitment, or is it, or does it mean the same? Well, you spoke it, Rich. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think willing, willingness. Willingness to me has I'm willing and it's what you're willing to do. I mean willingness just means I'm open to something. You could be open to having all the attachments and judgments you wanted, they'd be willing. But the but the willingness we're talking about here is to be open to the oneness that we are with God and to the direction that that we have. Now commitment to me okay. is the commitment for me is to be to do the work. And Jennifer talks about it and it's only in the last few months that I really got this, I think, which is that you know, Jennifer will say, I might have to tell myself something 10,000 times a day, you know, and that's not an exaggerated statement. So if you're into a pattern, if you can experience a particular pattern in a relationship and your own way of thinking, and then you hear the divine alarm clock go off and you're willing to, to hear the divine alarm clock, and then you're committed to say, I'm not getting on the pain train to use Jennifer's language, and I'm not going to go down that road. I am going to do this. I'm going to choose to think differently. I'm going to make a different choice. I'm going to see the loving choice. I'm going to move in that direction. And then as Jennifer said, you can get up from that and you can take two steps and boom, it's, you got it again, you know. 
and you think, how in the world? Mm-hmm. I mean, I just made this big commitment, and I've taken two steps, and now I'm at it again. And then again, say, that's the divine alarm clock. It's not about somebody else. It's about me. It's about my thinking. What was I thinking that led to this loss of my peace? And, uh, you know, what's the U-turn I need to make to get myself back in peace? And then you do that. And then two steps more, you may have it again. You may go out and uh, get in your car and somebody does that you have it again. So it is this commitment to to go through that process like every second, really, every minute. I mean, it's just startling mm-hmm. when you think how many times you have to go through it. That's the commitment uh, about it. Well, and that's a great example. To, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's like have, have the willingness to see it, have the commitment to do it and do it and do it and do it and do it. And with Karen and I, we get those practices. We have several of them today. You know, we're into some kind of argumentative blaming pattern, and it's a matter of saying, oh, we're doing that again. I'm not going down that train, you know, and let's walk away from it. Let's do something different. And then, you know, we might go over and try to take care of the grandchildren, and then something happens. There we are again, you know. And at the end of the day, we could probably chronicle maybe, you know, 10, 15 times that we have to make it, that we choose to make a different choice. If we don't choose to make a different choice, we're in pain and hassle and argument and so forth. And we know that deal. We know that deal real well. So we're just making a different <clears throat> choice many, many times. So. Mm-hmm. Great, thanks. That was a good good um, definition for both those words. Mm-hmm. Good example. Thank you. You're welcome. <clears throat> Well, I guess I'm going to just bring up a little celebration that I, I, for for a long, for, I don't know what a long time is, years, probably several years, two, three years, uh, when our ego was so, so dominant, and I, I really had, I, it was hard for me to even choose, I used to listen to um, MP3 players, all, you know, I constantly listen to Jennifer or Nuke Sanchez or whatever, just, I constantly listen to Colin Tipping or and and um, uh, John Monday. I mean, I'd constantly listen to stuff because I couldn't take my own mind. And so, and what I've discovered recently, I I, I just realized that I last month that I don't listen to my MP3 anymore. I used to listen to a lot of stuff all the time, raking leaves and working the house, washing dishes or whatever. I constantly be doing it because I couldn't take my own mind and so I don't know I just wanted to say I'm I'm so grateful that um I feel like I've I've learned I I learned first it was the first step in just hearing the positive stuff now I don't even need the positive stuff I just have a quiet mind I don't know how it got here but um Really grateful to having been here, and I'm actually kind of grateful for the journey too. And the journey is not done. <laughs> I think 
Um, I think part of me thinks, oh, great job, you've done it. But it's not true. And so I just want to hear myself say that. And we're still traveling. I think, um, I think, how was it, Jean Frazier? She is, to be a good traveler is not about focusing on the destination. It's about focusing on the journey and enjoying the journey or something like that. And, um, yeah, that's what I know. That's my interest is enjoying the journey. So I'm hearing that from everybody, actually. Um, um, shifts in viewing the journey, you know? So that's kind of helping me. I, I appreciate that. Everybody share. Oh, what time is it? well Carla thank you for sharing that I think uh, that was a demonstration to me that of the one mindedness because I I was just going to ask the question since I've missed so many classes and calls I was going to say so who's got a breakthrough or success that maybe they haven't talked about and you spoke right up and I was so pleased with that because I think that um it's clear to me, you know, Jennifer says, you know, to compare us to despair, but what I'm realizing, and uh, and I realized really clearly on Camino, and then again when we got the phone call from Jen, that um, when I compare myself to myself, I can see the progress from Masterful Living 1 to 2 and from 2 to 3, and uh, I just um, am uh, so grateful um, that... Um, when I was ready, this messenger arrived and that uh, I've had a group of people like yourselves to um, share the work with and um, share our vulnerability and be authentic with each other and uh, uh, share our successes. And um, this this stuff really works. Well, thank you. I guess we're. I guess there's this proof there were one that you were thinking about it, and yeah. I spoke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, anybody even any challenges? See, it's we about. Oh, it's five thirty-seven. So we're past time. So. um if anybody wants to speak on um, um, a prayer request or some pressing um, thing they haven't spoke about, I will share that one of our pilgrims, that a young man, 21, he walked. Well, we walked nearly the whole Camino with him. He was the son of a friend of ours who was a pilgrim last year, and so this young man named Leon came and. Um, he was in a tragic accident over the weekend and was underwater for a long period of time. But um, he is in intensive care and uh, he's stable. They're going to determine brain function. But, uh, uh, you know, I would certainly lift him and everyone affected with his care and his family and his brothers and 
all the other pilgrims that knew and enjoyed him so much on Camino um, mm. just hold that intention for Leon. Well, definitely. Um, if uh, nobody else has anything, is is there anybody that feels moved to pray out? <laughs> okay. Um, then I'll pray out. And so... So I just feel, I just putting my hand on my heart, just feeling like I can feel everybody in my heart. And so just holding everybody in my heart and grateful for this for this conversation. And it helped us energize the joy and the gratitude and the Willingness. There's so many lessons that I've heard in this. I can't take them all, but um, so grateful for that joy and that joy that's going to carry us into the future. Not and and that joy is going to help us with the trust and and the fact that we're going to step in the future into our learning, into our lessons, into our um, whatever we feel in the moment, the sadness and joy, but realizing that it is all for our highest and best. And we share all that we're feeling, all the um, commitment and trust and love we have for each other and our, all our journeys. We share that with everyone. And as well as our learnings. We're so grateful that that is the case, that we can share, because by sharing, we are actually receiving. By giving, we're receiving. It's all one. And so, so grateful that there's, there is no difference. It, it is all... Beautiful, beautiful journey we're on, and grateful to each other. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Carla. Okay. All right. Well, I'm with... um, Anytime you want to show up on the call, feel free. If you can or can't, it's no no attachment. So, but thank you for everyone for showing up, and because you're showing up is really proof that you're showing up for yourself, and that is beautiful. Everybody, take care. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.
The moderator has left the conference.